right, we're back on One True Podcast talking Baylor and Big 12 college football alongside me as always. I'm going to point the other direction this week because even though you're on my screen the other way, I think on the real screen you're over there. So maybe I pointed it at you right. But John Werner with me as always and our special treat this week, Jelly Jerry Hill. Uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider, Jerry uh, was at the Trib for 25 years. John and I worked with him and uh, now has been the editor, publisher, I don't know, ba- Baylor Bear Insider since 2008. So, Jerry, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good to be back together with my uh, compadres. Uh, yes. We've spent a few days and years together, so... Yes, we have. I'd like to say this is kind of a big deal getting Jerry on. <laughs> I should have had that mug in the background. It was like kind of a big deal. So, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Well, and uh, we were just talking about it, but uh, Jerry was, I, we think, on the original podcast. I, we don't yeah. know how long it's been. Maybe Win Emmons can look that up for us, but uh, early 2000s, we think, so... Yeah, I remember doing it, John. It was up in that little conference room or whatever outside of the old editor's office. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had some interesting podcasts back in the day yeah, when nobody we knew what edge. podcasts were. <laughs> right. They were on the cutting edge of podcasts. I, I think that's pretty much the description everybody would give to you and I, John, is that yeah. we were cutting edge journalists. Oh, pretty yeah. much, yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, well, let's dive in. So Baylor guys, uh, it was a sluggish start to that game against TCU and much more rapid finish. Uh, but it wasn't enough to take down the frogs. Uh, TCU won that game 33 to 23. So in my column on Sunday, I, I contended that there are some reasons why Baylor is sitting here at one and three and they've been a little inconsistent. Um, in your minds, what are some of those reasons? I mean, and and would you agree with that? Jerry, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I mean, you look at particularly these last three games, it's been pretty much the same story. The really, And it's really has been both sides, but predominantly the offense. The offense just has not been able to get off to good starts um, and, you know, and then finally click, you know, late in the game either late third quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, and that's, like I said, that's been kind of the same case at West Virginia, at Texas, and then certainly this past week against TCU. And and added to the TCU deal was the defense. Just it did not play well, uh, particularly that first half. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to understand. Um, obviously, you know, there's been some issues with the pandemic. And, you know, and I look too, Bryce, I don't know, all the points you brought up in the story, but you know, I, I had seen a deal on Facebook where somebody talked about what have they done to my 11 win team, you know, now that they're one in three, well, a lot of your 11 win team is actually playing in the NFL. <laughs> I looked up the other day and Henry Black's playing for the Packers and, and Jamichael hasty is scoring a touchdown for the 49ers. So there's some of that. And then obviously, you know, just the in and out with the offensive line, I think that's been a big deal is that you, this will actually be the first week um, where you've had the same five guys in that offensive line in back-to-back games. So I think that's a big deal, just getting those guys reps and getting those guys used to 
who's to my left, who's to my right, what, how do they work together? So I think those are probably some of the big things. Johnny? Yeah, I think this team really could have used some spring practice. Um, I mean, you can really tell that offensively. They just don't really have a great plan. I think they're just kind of throwing stuff out there right now, you know, seeing what sticks. Like Jerry mentioned, uh, the lack of continuity in the uh, offensive line is, has really hurt them. Uh, you know, COVID's hit that group pretty hard. Uh, they've had to change from week to week. Uh, there really has been no commitment to the running game. Uh, Baylor's last in the Big 12. 92 yards rushing per game, 2.8 yards per carry. So, uh, you know, they need a better running game. They need to protect Charlie much better, although they protect him pretty well against Texas, did not protect him well against TCU. Uh, but he's also got to throw more accurately, too. He, he missed quite a few open receivers against the Frogs. So, uh, yeah, that, that offense still needs a lot of work. Yeah, and um, I think you both hit on some points I made in my column. But uh, to me, uh, just to echo what John said about spring drills, I don't think you can overstate the importance of spring drills to a first-year coaching staff. Uh, because when you're coming in, I mean, that's the time you get to know your players. That's the time you start implementing your system. And I'm sorry, you just can't do that over Zoom all the time, you know? I mean, uh, so I, I feel like that, again, John has said it in a column. I don't, I'm not sure you can judge anyone on 2020, um, and certainly I don't think you should judge Dave Aranda on this year. But those are some of the reasons um, that I think the, the Bears have, you know, struggled a little bit. Um and it doesn't get any easier with the schedule this week. So we've all been to Ames, um, and it's uh, it can get a little rowdy there. <laughs> we've experienced that. <laughs> Fans like to tailgate. Uh, but here in 2020, you know, there are limitations on that. So my question is this, does that benefit the Bears? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, they've got an incredible – tailgate situation there I mean it just seems like you're walking <clears throat> like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards through tailgaters and you know sausage and ribs and uh you know <laughs> so you're you're, you're uh, fat and happy by the time you get to the press box well well yeah not only that I've, I've also gone to Hickory Park sure yeah so, uh, you know so <laughs> barbecue I, and some ice cream I'm feeling pretty stuffed <laughs> so uh but, yeah, I think that will make some difference. I mean, that uh, no matter how good their teams are, those are really passionate fans. And uh, uh, I interviewed Dylan Doyle this week. He's from Iowa. Uh, he went to Iowa State for two years. His dad was the strength coach there. Went to Iowa. Uh, yeah, at Iowa, University of Iowa. Yeah. But, you know, he's been to Jack Trice many times. And, uh, you know, and uh, th there are no NFL teams in Iowa – the two big things are Iowa and Iowa State, and fans are just really passionate about football, college football in that state. And uh, so, yeah, I think it'll be a, a bit of a different atmosphere. Yeah, Bryce, I remember being up there, and actually several times, but I just remember in particular one year where it just didn't look like there was going to be anybody in the stadium because I'd gotten there pretty early. There's nobody literally in the seats. 
like 30 minutes before the game and then whoosh, <laughs> everybody goes and it fills up. So yeah, they love their tailgating. They love the, they love the cyclones um, and they really get into it. I, I do think they're probably just about the most passionate fan. You know, I think back to the Nebraska, Nebraska was that way too, you know, and and A&M. right. And it's in a place, Nebraska and Iowa state where, there is no pro teams like you mentioned, John. And I, I think that does make a difference in those places. And, and yeah, I, certainly um, if you're not having to hear, you know, 50,000, you know, as opposed to maybe 10,000, I, I think it could make a big difference in the game. Um, and it's, but again, it's kind of what you're used to now. I mean, you know, they have yet to play. I mean, I guess Austin was the biggest crowd that they've played in front of. So I think by this point you kind of get used to it, but certainly it helps that you're not going to have those fans, you know, yelling in your ear and stuff. Yeah. It certainly mutes the atmosphere a little bit. Um, And I guess you guys saw that in Morgantown as well. Now Baylor was not able to, to take a win home there, but um, we'll see on Saturday. That's a, it's a really good Iowa state team. I mean, it's going to be a challenge for sure. Um, So Jerry, You've covered Baylor football for how many years now? Um, so my streak goes back to 88, 88. 383 consecutive games. Yeah. Wow. Um, I actually started covering them the beat in 87. Okay. So, um, and then even, you know, and John will remember back in 83 when I first came to Waco, we would go to games if we weren't watching Chris Everett playing tennis. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, a little while I've been covering them. Yeah, uh, and if if my counting is right, I think that's nine different head coaches, yeah. uh, including Jim Grobe for a year. Grandpa Jim, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Gross. just what's your overall impression of of the new guy, Dave Aranda? Well, certainly a big contrast between him and Matt. Um, you know, Matt was a guy that just uh, you know he kind of brought that passion. Um, you know, was very, you know, emotional. And um, I think there were times, though, when he would kind of talk in cliches. Mm. Um, Dave is just, he's very intellectual. It's not what you typically get with a football coach. I mean, I'm not trying to disparage that profession, (laughs) but you you don't usually get those guys that are so cerebral. And he is. And I appreciate the part just, you know, from a media perspective or whatever, even from a fan, of him explaining things. Now there are times where I'm like, now what did he just say? <laughs> but I, I do think he does a good job of explaining it X's and O's and some of that stuff and talking with his hands. That's why I'm doing this. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, I appreciate that part of him. And, you know, obviously we're just four games in and like you've said, it's hard to judge Dave on this year, but I just, I think he's a guy that can get it done. Um, it's just going to take some time, but, um, you know, like I said, I appreciate his honesty, his explanations and, and obviously he's a defensive whiz. So yeah, I'm, I've been very impressed with him as well as his staff. I mean, you guys, you know, I think we've talked about it, but you know, Larry Fedora on the offensive side, Ron Roberts on the defensive side, Joe Wickline is one of the best offensive line coaches in America. So he put some pieces together that you wouldn't think a first-year head coach could do. So I, that part really impressed me from the start. I'm with you on some of the uh, the football jargon that he gets into. It can be a little like, 
Whoa. You know, yeah. uh, and incidentally, you got a lot of headroom in your shot right there. So there's a there lot of things going over your head. But yeah, here we go. There we go. And that's Jerry. That's Jerry sitting on three phone books, too. Right. <laughs> that's how I started driving, bro. That is how I started driving. I had, to look, I had to look through the steering wheel, so I had to raise up. <laughs> oh, you know, I couldn't resist. Oh, I love you, Bryce. <laughs> so as far as the Big 12 uh, as a whole, guys, it's been a – a uh, doggy dog season, a very parody filled season. These teams have kind of cannibalized each other week after week. So as we head into this first weekend in November, um, the conference has zero teams in the top 10 in the country in the AP poll and uh, no undefeated teams left. I think those things kind of go in hand, hand in hand. Um, Texas knocked off Oklahoma state last week. That was the, conference's last unbeaten team um so if you're guessing today i'm not asking you to bet because you know this is a this is a baptist podcast <laughs> at least two of the three guys on here are uh, so, uh, but what's your best guess as to who ends up in that big 12 championship game jerry um wow and i was i was actually just looking at like who everybody had left um, I, I think overall Oklahoma State has a pretty favorable schedule the rest of the way. Obviously, they have Oklahoma, but I, I think other than that, they've got a they've got a pretty you know not easy path, but I think they've got maybe the best path with only having one loss so far. So I, I would think Oklahoma State gets in there, um, and particularly they've already beaten Iowa State, um, you know, and they've got uh, Kansas State this week. So. Um, yeah, I, I would say Oklahoma State, and then after that, um, that's 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 rough. But I, you know, I it's hard to vote against Oklahoma just because they've been there every year. But you would like to see somebody else in it this year. But I, I would think maybe Oklahoma State and uh, Oklahoma would probably be my second choice right now. Which would make wouldn't that be like uh, Bedlam one week and the Big Twelve Championship game the next? They're actually playing pretty soon here. Oh, okay. I think maybe in the next couple of weeks. So it wouldn't be back-to-back, which yeah. they did. I think they did have that one of those years that they literally played back-to-back weeks. So hopefully, you know, you wouldn't have that. But right now, um, I do think it's wide open. I think, I think you know, with everybody having at least one loss, hey, Baylor's only two games out of first. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I think it could be anybody in that championship game. Johnny? Yeah, I'm going to go with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I still like Oklahoma State's defense, even though they lost to Texas last week. I, I wasn't too shocked by that. I actually picked Texas because that series is so weird. You know, Oklahoma State often wins in Austin and, and vice versa. Texas will win in Stillwater. Uh, but I, I like them. OU's really starting to play pretty well now. They, they had 48 points at halftime against Tech last week and uh, kind of eased off the gas a little. But, uh, yeah, I, I like those two. I, I just think Texas, they're just too erratic, too unpredictable. I mean, I, Ellinger's great, but, uh, you know, their defense isn't very good, really. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Bedlam, too. I think Oklahoma State and Kansas State, that the winner of that game this week certainly has the inside track because mm-hmm. now you're, you're – uh, 
you have one loss in the league and, and you have beaten a couple of pretty good teams uh, already that are, they're fighting for that spot. Uh, Oklahoma could win out and still not make it with two losses already. Um, but I am with you guys. The Sooners are starting to look like the Sooners again. Um, but if I'm picking today, I'm just going to go Oklahoma State, Iowa State, mm. you know. And and that would be a weird, you know, because we're used to seeing OU in it. But uh, but things change, and, you know, it is 2020. So, <laughs> um, uh, so finally, uh, we always like to finish with kind of a little fun question, and I thought this one would be fun considering our special guest. But uh, those of you who follow – Jerry Hill on Twitter at view from Hill um, <laughs> or whatever social media he's also on have probably been exposed <laughs> to his <laughs> dancing prowess <laughs> or we might say lack thereof. I'm not, you know, uh, I don't know if you're ready for, uh, so you think you can dance or, you know, dancing with the stars, but uh so Jerry, we won't ask you to recreate any of your moves here on one true podcast, but, uh, and my wife appreciates that. Yeah, I know she, <laughs> I've heard you say she's not a fan. I mean, she's uh, not a fan at all. <laughs> yeah. What, how did that start? And, um, what's the one that, you know, kind of, what's the video that sort of gained the most traction? Um, what started in not the best of years, but 2016 actually in grandpa Jim's, one season here, um, we were at Rice, and it was not planned. It was very impromptu, um, and I, I think I'd gone out during halftime to do something with Elliot Coffee, and it kind of stemmed from something there, but then, you know, we wound up doing the victory dance after that game, and it started the tradition and just kind of built from there, and, and I, I guess the one – and I can't even remember specifically what game it was, but Holly Rowe was here and she either retweeted or maybe even commented on it. And there were over 40,000 views. So <laughs> that, that one was unbelievable. So, but now. If you had known that you would have danced better for that. One. I, yeah. I did not bring my a game, but you know, that one got like 40,000 views. So it was amazing. And of course, I'll give you some props, man. That uh, that acrobatics and tumbling national championship <laughs> when uh, when Bryce is in the background doing the cartwheels. I mean, that one got a lot of traction. I will say. Um, yeah, yeah, we had we had, promised, brought... we had promised Coach Fee that yes. uh, we would do it, and yeah. and I told her I would do a cartwheel in the background. So yeah, Jerry was dancing. I was I was uh, tumbling. That brought a different element to the game, and uh, yeah, it, it was, that was pretty fun. Now, I also did one. I don't even remember what it was for, but I did. I did the dirty dancing scene where you know she jumps. In. I did it with. I don't even remember what it was for, but I did it with Matt Johnson, our ticket guy, and I jumped into his arms. So that one, that one may have been. That was. I think that may have been my jump the shark moment. <laughs> yeah. If I had this right, I think Holly compared your dancing to Elaine on Sunday. Yes. Yes, oh, she did. Ouch. Wow. I haven't seen Holly busting out any moves I, on Twitter. I, I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so is it, is it still a tradition? Um, no, I've kind of, I've put the kibosh on it for now. We may break it out special moment, but right now we've got it on hold. So may, uh, may wait for a national championship or something, but yeah, it's, I, I know there's a lot of people out there calling for it. You oh, know, yeah. I got my fan base that, that are just crying for it. They need the Jerry Hill victory dance, but right, right now it's on hold. Gotcha. Well, hey. my, my wife says, thank you. So, <laughs> Hey, Jerry, t tell them the Scott Drew story in the restaurant. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. So um, my wife and I are having, I think we were having our anniversary dinner. And Scott, I didn't know it, but Scott and his family were at the next table. And this guy comes over to our table and says, hey, aren't you that Jerry Hill guy that dances in the videos and stuff? And I mean, I thought he was serious. I'm, you know, I'm, I, as we know, I think I'm kind of a big deal. So I thought it was, I thought it was a real deal, but it was Scott playing a trick on me. So yeah. So we got, we got our pictures made together with uh, the Drew and the Hill families. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. Uh, I, I bet there are people out there that are just fans of your dancing, you know, I, I, I get the comments and stuff. I don't, I don't understand it, but yeah, I do get, I do get comments <laughs> saying, where's the dance or love the dance. Some yeah. people say other things. Well, it's Al fun. Alan Lefevre likes to give me a hard time that oh. uh, he, he could dance better than me. So you know, he's I, only got I, one I, hand. So <laughs> Oh my God. Oh yeah. We're yeah. off the rails, but yes, uh, we are. uh, yeah, you know, you guys have fun in Ames this weekend. Yeah. It should be, uh, it should be nice weather. It looks like, right. Yeah. It looks like about 70 at kickoff sunny. Yeah. So. Much different from, uh, 2018. Yeah. Little, little, uh, little colder then. what, what was the temp that day? What was it like 10, 15, Jerry? It was like, I think it was the cold, wasn't it the coldest road game? Maybe the coldest game period in like a long time. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, I knew I knew that was the one where Taylor had done some research. I even called Mr. Dave that day to check with him on a couple of things. So, yeah, that one was brutal. Yeah, it was bone chill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see if it's a, a nicer result for the Bears. But, Jerry, thanks for hopping on with us and having some fun. Oh. And uh, we always appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Bye, Jelly. See you, boys. <laughs>